Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Headphones On podcast. This is episode 11. I'm Dina. I'm Millie. Today, we're going to discuss our favorite musical duos. We have a corresponding playlist to this episode, and you can find it linked in the description section of the episode, as well as on our Instagram, highlights and stories at headphones on underscore, and our Twitter at underscore headphones underscore on. There you'll also find links to previous episodes and playlists. Feel free to hit the follow on all the above to stay in touch with us. Let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> so Millie, um, who are the most iconic duos for you? Okay, so I always think Sunny and Cher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that's like yeah. what comes to mind: uh, Daft Punk, Simon and Garfunkel. But like, are yeah. these are these duos? Or are these just bands? Do you know what I mean? That like that's, a, that was I think duos. Me. Duos. I, okay. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, right? like in a in a way they're both, but I I do think, um, the, the dynamic is two people. So for sure, I right. I do. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't have one without the other. I mean, right. you can, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of create the specific sound. It's and specific. Exactly. If you were to change one of the people out, it would change the sound. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think for me. An iconic duo, there was this group, well, this duo called the Civil Wars. If I'm, if I'm using your um, criteria, this group was called the Civil Wars, and it was a male and a female vocalist in this band. Country, like country pop, but more country. It, they had the most beautiful, um, gosh, what do you call it? When two people sing together. <laughs> Wait, why am I um, um, harmonies? There we go. Harmonies. harmonies. Yeah, yeah <laughs> harmonies. They broke up for for a while. I don't know if they're back together, but um, they had beautiful harmonies. And then uh, there's another band. But yeah, I think um, the iconic duos for me are Nancy and Lee Hazelwood, um, Serge Gainsbourg, and a lot of his his duos with like jane um, birkin yeah, yeah jane birkin Bridget right. Bardot. yeah so i think those were very very special um in music yeah what do these songs have in common do you think that you picked i wanted to select songs that i felt with created the most synergy in a way that mm -hmm. um that they make both parties shine okay that complement each other the best i guess okay. right you know i think I didn't really kind of consider that going in, but inadvertently, I think I had picked duos that um, really did well in the charts. I think yeah. that that's what happened when I was when I was picking them. Inadvertently, for my picks and not my honorable mentions, that's what kind of occurred. Um, just because they're the first, they're they're directly in front of my mind. They're just the first ones that I went to. I listen to them very often in general, so. I think that's what the songs have in common. They did very well on the charts. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's get into it. What's your first pick? My first pick is Blues Run the Game by mm -hmm. Simon and Garfunkel because they're my favorite duo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is off of their old friends box set um, from that was released in 1997. So Blues Run the Game was actually not written by Paul Simon. It was written by singer-songwriter Jackson C. Frank. Yep. Um, he was an American folk singer. He only released one album in 1965 that was actually produced by Paul Simon. 
you can I think you can only find it in their box set or the re-release of Sounds of Silence um, that, that came out in 1966. It's such a beautiful song. It's sweet. Mm -hmm. It's melancholy. Um, please check out, actually, Jackson Frank recorded his version, um, the original. Check that one out because it's just as beautiful, maybe more, in yeah, my opinion. I, I love the original a lot. I love the original. Yeah. Um, he was only 22 when he wrote this, and it's wild to me that yeah. he was able to convey this level of heartbreak. Like, I'm done with life yeah. at such a young age. Um, turns out he suffered from mental illness, and yeah. learning about his story really, really got me emotional. Um, he just he died at 56 and was homeless at the time. I feel he really did give a gift to Simon and Garfunkel with the song. Right. You know, yeah. um, I feel it's one of it's one of their best songs. And, you know, of course, they have an insane catalog of their own music. But yeah. um, I, I liked how well Simon and Garfunkel complement each other on yeah. this track vocally. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about the way they come together on this one that just stands out to me. Um, the harmonies are perfection. And I it kind of to me makes me feel like they are the best kind of the greatest duo of all time but you yeah. know i'm a 60s girl you know that yes, so maybe yeah. i'm just like my 60s girl in me has to give it to simon and garfunkel <laughs> just you can't get it out of your system i love it no no <laughs> it's all right no worries it's, it's okay <laughs> but um, it's sweet it's a sweet song no it's it's a great song i also really i do like their harmonies together i really do I like the classics. You can call me Al is one of my favorite songs. It's oh so my god, fun. that is such a fun song. It's such a fun song. The video is great, and the video is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and sounds of silence, you just just beautiful. So, and then also Paul Simon in his own right, diamonds on the sole of her shoes, like beautiful. Just he did great work in his. Um, I too. lean towards Garfunkel. He's my fave. Simon. Isn't it funny? I didn't know this. Okay, so we have... It's okay. You have Garfunkel. I have Simon. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we, each took a, we each took a member, you know. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I, it's, it's the curly hair for me. I told you. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the short king for me. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. The short kings. I'll take it. Oh, um, dude. And I like oh. he, has, he has two first names. Paul Simon. It's wonderful. Oh, the, the name is everything. Yeah, Paul Simon. But how can you be Art Garfunkel, though? No, that's, that's a name. That's, that's a 60s <laughs> name through and through. Through and Mr. through. Mr. Arthur. And I love him. I just, I, his voice is really beautiful. It well, is. Well, no, of course. They're totally, like, they're both really incredible. But I'm, I'm a sucker for, you know, little cutie Paul. <laughs> that's my guy. Um, my next pick, or my first pick, is Time to Say Goodbye, Conti Partiro by Andrea Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. From It's a 1986 single. The original um, song appeared on Bocelli's self-titled record from, I think it was 95. It was all in Italian, whereas this song has English and Italian. Mm -hmm. um, so Brightman is a soprano, and... Um, why did I say that she's a soprano? That's just so funny. In my notes, I'm like, she's a soprano. Okay, great. Good job. <laughs> like, good for her. <laughs> Anyways, um, this this 
this like duet came to be the biggest European, um, the best-selling single in history. And this version to date has sold over 12 million copies worldwide. So it's one of the best-selling singles worldwide. Mm -hmm. And I think Brightman's soprano vocals with Bocelli's tenor is just such a romantic pairing. And it's palatable for opera and non-opera fans alike. And that's what I think contributed to the huge success of this song. It's First of all, it's a love song, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's classical in that it's an opera. It's an operatic song, but it's yeah. poppy because I think the English lyrics just really help it cross over everywhere. And it's just. God, so beautiful. Both such great voices. Oh my gosh, I love her. Yeah, she's they're, great. They're both amazing. Yeah. And it's funny because she was younger when this came out. So I just, again, 96 to me feels like 10 years ago, but it's not 10 years ago. It's a long time. No, um, 90s <laughs> doesn't feel vintage just yet. Like, no. I know everybody wants to make it vintage. It's not. Like, but on. it is. And we have to, you know, and that's what's Oh, God. Do we have to, like, accept that? <laughs> I think so. I think we have to accept it. I think so. But, oh, no. yeah, it's a beautiful song. And I love both the the original version and I love this duet. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What's your next pick? So, Rosa Parks mm-hmm. uh, by Outkast from their 1998 album, Aquemini. Mm-hmm. Um outcast is big boy and andre 3000 yeah so aquemini is their third studio album and the title is a combination of their zodiac signs aquarius and gemini nice what would be our thing like would it be capser yeah it would be capser <laughs> capser capser or wait capricorn huh. can can cancercorn cancercorn <laughs> in the opposite side of the zodiac wheel mm-hmm. so we actually like complementary colors that's why yeah. we complement each other yeah. so well so yeah. love it it would be capture i think capture capture cool. capture's capture's a good one yeah so oh, that's in- amazing <laughs> well, i can't wait it- for our record to come out <laughs> oh my gosh totally <laughs> totally oh, God. I, would, I, would, I would everybody would cry everybody would cry no, no, it's no. It's not something like anybody I, wants to hear. No, they definitely don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in Aquemini, I, th- I think we get to see their personalities the best and how different they are from one another, which really it's a theme that they always, you, you continue to see it in all their albums, mm-hmm. um, especially in Stanconia and Speaker Box and The Love Bef- Below. I love that album. Love that album. That was a great it's album. It's so, such a great album. It was really conceptual. It was a great conceptual album. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. so great. Mm -hmm. And like in Aquemini, they they draw inspiration from so many genres. Like there's funk, gospel, soul, country, and even psych. Mm -hmm. So their creativity creativity was like really off the chain at the time. It made Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. And Rosa Parks is considered their best song. Yeah. In 1999, actually Rosa Parks sued outcast and the face records over the song like she yeah. felt that the song was vulgar and she didn't want her name associated with it which you know of course like you you got to respect that yeah but it's a great song like it it's it's a bop it's a bop and i like for sure if you were going to the clubs in late 90s you were dancing to this because oh, i yeah. remember that the djs would constantly play it throughout the night yeah like it was a big big radio hit it's probably their 
their biggest hit, I think. Like, well, one of um, well, it's Miss Jackson's probably their biggest hit now. Yeah, Miss but... Jackson was good, but also yeah, this um... is amazing. It's a great dance track. Like, yeah. if you're into dance, you would definitely like this. No, they're they're so talented, and I always had a crush on on um. Which one, Andre? Yeah, Andre. Yeah, Big Boy is really cute too, though. So I mean, really, it's like it's but hard. To me, it's, hard it's like they really are yin and yang. Yeah, they're so different. They're so different, and you see that. And like, and I've been an Al- 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 Outcast fan since the beginning. Like, I actually have all their CDs, like okay. for, like all their releases. Nice. And I think probably it's in the second album that they started, like really, really experimenting and their personality started yeah. to really shine they're different yeah. personalities because well, they're very I feel different. like i feel like andre really really enjoyed the theatrical aspect of performing and the theatrical aspect of taking on these different characters depending on what music was being made and yeah big boy was they are so different like you said at yin and yang i think that's perfect the way to describe them but they're both so interesting as standalone musicians and then yes. together as outcast. Yes. Yeah. And Andre 3000's mole needs its own fan club. He has the cutest mole on his face. No, I think he's, he's I like his dance moves. He's I so love his cute. dance moves. He's yeah. so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. Okay. My pick for the next duet is on my own. Patty LaBelle and Michael McDonald. I <laughs> love Patty LaBelle. <laughs> from uh, B-Side uh, from Stir It Up from 1986. So this was actually written and produced by Burt Bacharach and his wife at the time, Carol Bayer Sager. And mm. originally, well, lyrically, the song is based on a relationship that had reached the end of, you know, the end of its its journey. And the parties are going their separate ways. They're both sad about it. Um, they're like, should we get back together? What's going to happen? On mm-hmm. My Own became the most successful single for both singers um, yeah. ever because it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks. Radio hit um, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, it's still amazing. I mean, it's really a timeless like pop ballad. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So um, the initially the song was not intended to be a duet, but LaBelle was like, let me just invite McDonald. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, she was quoted to say, the song was sent to me and I did a version of it, but somehow it just didn't quite work. We were going over things I've done and we talked about turning it into a duet. Someone asked if you could do it with anyone, who would you sing it with? And Michael was my first choice. So um, they're both really strong singers on their own. Like Michael McDonald was huge in the eighties, you know, huge, mm. huge. Would he be considered yacht rock or just kind of like adult contemporary? No, he really adult is. Contemporary. No, he's yacht. I, I say yacht rock. I mean, both. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can cross over. Cause yacht rock was kind of like adult contemporary anyways. Yeah. Um, both. And Patti LaBelle was an R and B singer and just an amazing, amazing singer. So, oh, yes. and now she sells uh, pies. I still haven't tried one of her pies. I'm really upset. Oh my gosh, I would love to try. Like she has it. like pumpkin pie. I think she has like sweet potato pie. I think they're sold at Walmart, and I I don't know if they're sold all year long, but I know that they come out for like the holidays. Oh, I gotta try one. Oh, you have. <sighs> I I mean, first of all, who doesn't love pumpkin or sweet potato pie or like a pecan pie, right? And then oh, also I'll Patty take them all. Come on, like, come on, come, come on. on. We're supporting. <laughs> we love mm-hmm. her. She's amazing. What's your next pick? 
A little girl from Death from Above, 1979, from their album "You're a Woman, I'm a Machine," released in 2004. So, um, formed in 2001, uh, Death from Above, 1979, is a Canadian rock duo. The members are bassist Jesse Keeler and drummer, drummer and vocalist Sebastian Granger. Mm-hmm. The album "You're a Woman, I'm a Machine," which is a for for you sci-fi and geeks out there, it's a Battlestar Galactica reference i guess nice um and this was their debut album the duo broke up shortly after its release but they reunited in 2011 and released their second album the physical world which is also a really good album but if i have to recommend one album it'd be this one one. Um, yeah same yeah it's so good like from top to bottom it's insane yep um i saw them live actually when they reunited how was it i would amazing. kill to see them live it was great oh it was my a great god sweaty show it was awesome i loved it they're they awesome. awesome yeah oh, i love every song in this album and they wrote it all yeah. like they wrote everything yeah so it's hard to pick one mm-hmm. because to me that they're, they're all killer right i don't release little girl i don't think little girl was released as a single i could be wrong on that but i picked it because i love to hear it live right like here, like yeah. every live version, I love. I'm like really fascinated with with watching Sebastian Grager perform when okay. I see videos of him doing it because he does vocals and drums, and like he's kind of like another musical crush of mine. <laughs> so like I I think I'm like I mean images and post it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, no, I'm no, not gonna just, do that. you know what's funny? It's kind of like Phil Collins. When he sings and plays drums, that's my crush. I just say it. Isn't that amazing? I like, I love it. I, I love, love watching college. him perform. I love him too. I do. <gasps> it's just something cool about a drummer and he's singing and. Isn't he short? He's like another short king. Do I have like. <laughs> do I have you a have a thing. thing? Do I have a thing for, for short singing? I don't have a thing. Like, well, I, don't, I mean. Well, I don't either, but it's just too happy to be short and older than me. So maybe that I do have a thing. Who knows? Anyways, we're not going to analyze myself during this episode. <laughs> But no, they're but I'm really bizarre. Great. Like I don't have a like I like I like I think I like different types. No, same, same. I have all I do like different it types. It runs the gamut. Who, who I would be totally into, I would marry him, John Turturro. I think he's so fine. Wait. Wait. Like yeah, John Turturro. Like we're actor? talking about the the actor. I think he's hot. Like <laughs> Oh, maybe I get Okay, I see why. Like you definitely have a theme. I, I, I think he's so cute. No, don't like, worry. do the right I, thing. Yeah, but like, well, we both oh. have Gary Oldman. We both like Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah we. Um, he's definitely uh, cute. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there. He's definitely cute. But like, I've gotten some side eyes when I mention him. I'm like, he's hot. All <laughs> right. Well, guess what? J- uh, James Spader. Like, I'll take that. Really, James mm-hmm. Spader? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I just saw Tough Turf. Like the other day, like, well, we, I've seen it like a million times. And I do think like the best part of that movie is Jim Carroll playing. Yeah. yeah. But he's hot. Like he usually don't really uh, like appreciate blondes. I'm not really like a blonde. I mean, I wouldn't. But how do I say this? No, neither I, am I. Yeah. I don't really have a preference, but it just seems as if I prefer brunettes. I even I like redheads. I like actually I just like it all. I don't care. There's no preference to me. It's like looks and personality and what if you can, 
if I find you cute because you can like make me laugh and you're very smart, it doesn't really matter I, what you look like. <laughs> smart is the thing for me. You got to be really intelligent. I love but, that. I mean, but the, the I like first... I, we like men that know things. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also we don't want a mansplainer. But the thing with intelligence is you have to have the intelligence of also being able to be very witty, which is very difficult. Not everybody is witty. And I think my sense of humor is very odd. A lot of friends and family in my life share it but not many people get my sense of humor um but yeah like I think uh like John Leguizamo would be an easy I think I love yeah 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 I think I would love dancing with him he's a good dancer listen you know he started in the 80s as a dancer oh like a backup so I'm already like hooked yeah he was a he was a he used to do um break dance and he was in a Madonna video He's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah, adorable. And also, like, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh, hot. He was mm-hmm. hot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Boslerman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great. It was great. We loved it. So good. Yeah. But getting back to Sebastian Granger, yes, I'm, fa- I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated, like, watching him perform. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, go through YouTube and just watch him. It's incredible. Like, there is live performances of this song, obviously, on YouTube. I highly recommend seeing them. I would kill to see them live, but um, watching them both is just really, really phenomenal. And I really wish they hadn't broken up back right. in 2006 because I think that some momentum was lost. I mean, I really think it doesn't matter. Like, a good band is a good band, right, right. but I really feel like they were about to blow up and then you know, it just kind of like, uh, right. but I, they're still doing it. They're, they're really, they're amazing. I recommend watching their live perf- performance for Strombo on Apple music. It's on YouTube and they only perform seven songs. So the whole thing in its entirety is like 40 minutes. It's insane. And I don't know, like sometimes I forget that you're just looking to two, to two people only. Right. Because how can it be just two people? Like it's, they sound like an army. Yeah, but I think I think that's an interesting thing when you have like the capabilities of technology as a live artist because I've seen I've seen a single performer um, perform for a concert just using like they would just record stuff and layer it and layer it and play and then they would have like a like a backup track or so it is it is interesting to see very little bodily presence on stage in terms of like two bodies making so much noise for example death yeah. grips death grips was so much fun to watch and that was basically like a drummer over a track and whatever and um the singer like singing and screaming it is it I is think it's fascinating. Fun. It is fascinating and it's interesting and you have to be super dynamic to be able to pull that off. It's so hard. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Like it's amazing. You if if like if you can't if you don't have the presence, you're going to fail live. Like you're just going to fail as a live act. You can't you can't yeah. pull it off, right? So yeah. 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 It's super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my next pick is another love ballad. This is a love ballad. No, I have my own. I have, there's so many honorable mentions, girl. Like this is going to be fun. No, (laughs) okay. So my pick is Tonight I Celebrate My Love For You, Roberta Flack and Peebo Bryson from the Born to Love, Born to Love 1983 um, album. It's a whole album of duets. So Flack and Bryson teamed up and recorded this duet album. Um, It was a beautiful romantic ballad. 
And for me, I remember being very young and going to weddings. And I think this was a huge first dance song at weddings, weddings in the early 80s. It's a beautiful love song. There's some hints at like intimacy in the song. So it's like <laughs> a lot of just, it's just a classic. It's gorgeous. I love it. Oh. And also Roberta Flack is insanely talented and amazing singer. Her voice is just clear oh, I love and so her good. so much. I love yeah. her so much. So yeah. clear and so beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's start with honorable mentions. What's your honorable mentions? Okay, so my first is Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. Ike from Ike and Tina. Yeah. Well, Another fuck iconic Ike. Fuck, fuck Ike, Ike, but, but there are I mean this, we're all about Tina, but yeah. this is a good, good song. And well, it's a cover. Obviously, it is a Credence cover yeah. from their album, Working Together, 1970. And it's all about Tina. The, the voice on this is just, it's sick. Really, yeah. really good, good version. Um, the next is The City Never Sleeps by Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart, you know, British pop duo. Right. Everybody knows who they are um, from their album, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, 1983. I love this song. This is probably not their best song, but it's my favorite song. I absolutely love this song. And I mean, Annie Lennox in a suit. I love a suit. You know that? Mm -hmm. Like we love, I love mask femme. I love tailoring. Yes. Yes. So I just love looking at Annie Lennox during this time because she's just, just hot. Just hot. She's gorgeous. Amazing. The Carpenters, Mm -hmm. um, their cover of Superstar from their self-titled album 1971 again another like really iconic duo i love the carpenters because i'm a total crybaby like so i love i'm sappy i i love karen carpenter's voice i'm gonna be honest i haven't really gotten into them and i know it's either like you're all in or nothing and i do like a few of their songs but i never think to listen to them ever even though her voice is super beautiful and super I don't want to oh, say it's, it's like thin. an angel. Yeah, it's like it's not thin in a bad way. It's just delicate. It's just it's such I love her voice. She's just on the verge of of something every time she sings, you know? I think she's just I think she could make anybody cry. Apparently, yeah. like I love the song now from them. I really love the Carpenters. Mm-hmm. I I'm 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 just a total cheese ball, but this was her last recording and apparently like right. All the guys in the recording studio started crying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, she could evoke that kind of emotion because you just feel it. Like, yeah. I mean, just tears, just tears. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But I do. I like them. I like, I, I have, um, it's not really, well, you know, I don't really recommend doing greatest hits, but sometimes a greatest hits album, you just put it on and it just like you let it play. I I like to listen to them like when I'm home yeah. and I'm doing something like if I'm doing laundry or if I'm just like anything because I just think that she's her voice is so calming. Right. But uh, next is um, Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. This um, is a great Joe, song. This is such like a good a song. Classic, classic song. I don't know. Are they a duo? I mean, yeah, te- technically they are. It's Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty, but mm-hmm. they have a band, don't they? It's a band. Um, I think so. I have to I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but we're we're gonna give it to them because I'm all about the yacht yacht rock. <laughs> so yeah. um yeah, we love it. Um Hall the Notes. Hall the Notes, because 
I oh I did see Hollow Notes live. I went with my friend Lanny and B. Oh, like we went to see. Actually, we went to we wanted to go see Tears for Fears, but okay. we came late, so we missed half of Tears for Fears. But we managed oh. to catch the entire Hollow Notes. They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. My version of like the cheesy, like of the love songs. Yeah. Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb. Of course, this is a good guilty. Song. Yeah. 1980 come on just like that cover that cover of that album is iconic <laughs> so good yeah it's so freaking good barbara yeah. with that hair and barry gibb he's yeah. freaking phenomenal so love it um fire and desire rick james and tina marie lord jesus like oh my god i, I took it there i rick just james <laughs> is intense his covers are intense <laughs> i remember finding my dad had his record and it was the one um, on the cover of it. It's the one where he's helping a woman up and he's in like chain mail and, and fake like fur. It looks like a dungeon. Oh, he's and, a- <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Like I was a child. I'm like, this is interesting, but yeah, yeah. he was he, he, great. He's too much, but I love Tina Marie. Best way. I love her. I think she has an amazing voice and this is a killer love song. Yeah like on your knees um duo (laughs) duet duet like it's sick it's sick but um endless love diana ross a beautiful song richie this is a beautiful song and i'm sorry i love the movie like they're what they're they're not guys like that anymore like you know Uh, well should should i I say yeah no because i think that like i was just watching a few tiktoks where it just discussed like it's just hard to date now because of social media and these apps and stuff. There's just too many. I think somebody said it really, really well where they said that there are in the, in the fifties or the sixties or seventies or eighties, you could Mm -hmm. have been the prettiest person in your city. And that's, you know, like, like a Cleveland 10, right. Mm -hmm. But now the Cleveland 10 is compared to like a Monte Carlo 10 and a Miami 10 and a whatever. It's like, okay, what? So we're seeing way too many people and I think it's just, just, it's hard. It's just a different time. I think it's very, very different. Oh, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I still, I still have to say some people, I'm sure some people exist. Like there has to be people out there and you just, if you're single, you know, there it's just, things are changing too. I think more people are happy being single as well, which is cool. You know? Well, I don't know. I just, I think it's just really difficult I, I think it's really difficult. I I think you have to come in like really thick skin and not wear your heart on your sleeve because mm. you could easily get hurt, yeah. you know? But I think also, I, I always reference my friend, um, none of us are happy 100% of the time. Like that's not realistic. So, mm. you know, whether you're partnered, not partnered, in a situationship, whatever, you can expect, number one, life to be perfect and number two somebody else to make you happy and your happiness resting entirely on somebody else i think yeah it's it's your life make yourself happy and also if you're going to be in a partnership or have friends they definitely have to improve your life and your livelihood otherwise what's the point (laughs) yeah no 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 but that's how i am even with like i told you that's how i am with friends like either you're i mean are you going to make me happy? Like that's how it is. Like, not even, not even, are you going to bring not happy, but like, are you going to bring value? Right. Or are you going to make me miserable? We all have to be very aware of ourselves and 
we all have stuff that we're going through. We're all experiencing life. We're experiencing life in similar and different ways from each other. If I'm with friends, I don't want to hear there. There's just some people that are always so negative, no matter what happens, everything is negative and it's a big deal. And, and it's, it's the same story. And it's just, it's like, okay, if you don't like something, you can change it. Right. Like, some things yeah. we have control over, some things we don't. And also, I don't want to be brought down every time I'm near somebody. It just doesn't make me feel good. Like there can be stuff, you know, I come to you if I have issues and you come to me and we discuss things. Mm-hmm. That That's one thing. And I think a lot of my friendships are like that where I can go to them just, just to kind of like brainstorm. Yeah. I'm just brainstorming with my friends. I'm just kind of getting out what I'm feeling to yeah. move on, you know, or to whatever. Sometimes you have to vent, but I never, my God, Mills, if I'm ever negative Nancy all the time, you have every right to tell me to like, oh, but suck you're not. It up. it's not part of no, your part I know, of personality. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just tell yeah. me to suck it. Cause that would be awful. Ugh. It just, cause, ugh. it's just, ugh. <laughs> no, I don't, it's, it's, it's a lot. People, it's it a lot, lot to take. You know, there's certain people that they're like the sun. So it's kind of like, they're positive and they make you feel good. And yeah. they're, you know, like, I yeah. trust this person. Like, yeah. those relationships are really rare. So I think you need to surround yourself with those people. I have to you know? say. And it's not going to be perfect. You're going to find some no. some dickheads no, along but, the way. <laughs> but I, I do have to say, I have to say that I think my ideas of friendship have obviously evolved Early, oh, yeah. early on, I know you and I would talk about this, but um, not that this is a good trait of mine, but I don't like confrontation. So if I had a friend, mm-hmm. they were mean to me or whatever, I would, um, I would try to explain to them. And if they didn't understand, I would ghost because I'm like, clearly, if I explain to you my feelings, you're not going to take, no. you know, you're, you're not going to give me what I need or understanding or a resolution. Even if you don't agree with me, there's not going to be a resolution. So I would ghost. But I have to say, currently, as of today, um, August 14th, 2022, <laughs> yeah. at 1.46 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, thankfully, I have amazing people in my life. The people, yeah. and and there's tears, and that's okay, and don't feel bad about tears. And I'm even learning that not everybody has to be my closest and bestest friend, and that's okay. Um, I'm just very lucky that I know so many interesting individuals and it's a give and take. And I think that that's, what's amazing about it. It is important who we surround ourselves with. Yeah. It just is family, friendships, relationships, family, friendships, anything, Mm -hmm. anything. And I probably should not compare love like the best love to this movie because he kind of burns her house down. Spoiler alert. Wait, what? I've never seen it. He burns her house down. Yeah, they break up. And like he it's burns like this house down? No, but he Okay, no. Should I just go ahead? Just I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. it. Girl, Sorry. this movie's from like the 80s. Just say it. It's it's really okay. We could spoil it. I love this movie though cuz the love is like so intense. Like they really cannot get enough of each other. Oh, yeah. So they his her father like she can't sleep. Like it's oh. just like So you know, it's a toxic like it's... relationship basically. Not really, like no. to the outside world. Maybe it is, maybe it is, but I mean, like you can tell that the love down. is no, no, no. You understand? Like okay. he did that to impress her father. Oh, like he was trying to be the hero to impress yeah. the. Do not do that. Okay, 
Do not do this, kids. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Do not burn your girlfriend's house down to impress her dad. Like she was he was trying to like to not really burn it down, right. but just to like be the hero and save right save them. And I don't think he even knew that they were there, if I remember correctly. He was huh. just trying to impress the father. And he ends up going to the loony bin. Good and she goes, I think she goes back to him because she loves him. Like, so it's kind of like endless love, just, I guess. Endless love. Endless love. I <laughs> sure. Oh God. Um, but it's romantic. It's romantic. Like he's he comes from no, do not do this. Do not do this. Don't get a guy that's gonna burn your house down. Never mind. No. <laughs> that's insanity. <laughs> Like I think, I think like it's it's on on par to like the Joker and Harley Quinn. Like, yeah, what? It's crazy. It's so crazy. She was his psychologist, and then he turned her crazy. He mm. turned her, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, bad relationships. Watch the movie, but the best part of the movie really is the song. Is the song. Yeah, like the song is absolutely beautiful. It's a gorgeous song. I love this song. It's probably like to me like one of the most romantic duets so and it's diana ross and nyla richie so why not yeah. so we'll also include pop duets because i think that we should add a few you know in the playlist for good measure yeah so well i'm yeah. starting i'm starting off my honorable mention with a pop duet uh, oh yeah telephone lady gaga and beyonce from the fame monster 2009 yes yeah video was amazing i think it was, was video is da- amazing david LaChapelle did it maybe yes no? okay yep that was amazing. i think so. yeah I remember going out in Toronto in 2009 and seeing a young person with uh, Coke cans in their hair, which was awesome because it was <laughs> it was the Lady Gaga, you know, like bringing it back. Um, this next. Song. Oh, I, t- I, t- I told you, like what? growing. Speaking of Coke cans, like I grew up like with rollers on. Like oh, that's how like rollers. my mom loved put- my mom's a beautician, guys. You know, that's what she was like yeah. studied like she has a master's in, in, in actually her specialty was manicures, but wow. she would curl like, oh, gosh, that's awesome. though. Oh, I, it really turned me off to beauty in the beginning, because all I remember was wax and 100 percent acetone. Amazing. And, and you know, Amazing. tweezers and things that just like hurt. And I yeah. was like, I didn't want to pluck my eyebrows and I didn't want to shave my legs. So it's kind of it's funny how things change. Yes, but I always felt like I had rollers on, and I'm here like, well, I'm not. I don't know why the deal with the rollers. You don't let me go anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want me to go on this date, so like, why do I even have the rollers? Well, you gotta look good. I'm like all the time. Even go to the doctors. Even when you're even sick, you had to look you good. You had to. Yeah. You had to look good. Oh my gosh, same. You know, yeah, like, she's strict. Well, we're we're a good good clean girl. Yeah, we're good good clean girls. She always. She always, I remember going to the doctor's one time. She just happened to come along with me for the ride because I wasn't feeling good. And she looks over at me and she's like, Where's your lipstick? I'm like, I am sick. <gasps> I am sick. If you left the house without lipstick on, it was a sin. And then in the early 2000s, it was the smoky eye nude lip. So she hated it because it was just like, like shades of concealer, right? Yeah, she's like, you just look like a corpse. You just literally look like a corpse. And I mean, she wasn't wrong because I can't truly do a super nude lip. Um, but you know, when it's a trend and you're young, you don't want to hear that. You're like, whatever. Yeah, I can't do a super. But I'm just like, my mom is the same thing. Yeah, like, like I'm she's just, like. But yeah. when when like Mac is like just selling out of hue every five minutes, you're just going with it. You don't care. No, of course not. Yeah, but her thing was like it wasn't do your homework. It was um, do your toes. 
Oh, like you're gonna amazing. go out with your feet like that? Like <gasps> actually, like honey, amazing. put some a clear top. I'm like, mom, like she, put put some clear top coat on there. What about your nails? They look awful. Do you know? I'm like, cute? aren't you embarrassed to go out like that? I'm like, I guess I am now. Like, it's like Jesus. A, it's like Beautician and the Beast with um, what's her Fran Drescher when she's like, yeah. a beautician from. I love that movie. And it's like, let's just do your hair. Let's just fix you up. Oh the gosh, best. she had her clients that would come to the house and it was just like, oh gosh. That's amazing. Was, oh, <laughs> memories, memories. Um, the next song is This Mess We're In, PJ Harvey and Tom York from PJ mm-hmm. Harvey's Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea from 2000. Uh, really beautiful song about, um, I believe it's like an adulterous relationship. Um, that they're just it's kind of like a hookup and they're never going to see each other again and mm-hmm. it's after they hook up and it's like you know the the beauty of the hookup is over and now it's like back to reality and we have to kind of go back to our lives mm-hmm. um next song is seven seconds from yusu ndur and nina cherry from the guide womat 1994 yeah i love nina cherry like amazing she's amazing we have to i have to learn more descriptors instead of amazing everybody's amazing <laughs> everybody's amazing we love everybody i know we do <laughs> the next song uh is i was born to love you by ray lamontaine and mm. sarah farrell it's a newer it's a newer release it's from this year it's a single um ray's voice is just would you consider him was he like indie folk is he like indie folk or like how would you classify ray indie 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 yeah yeah. yeah. Um, next song is Legends Never Die or Old Peck and Shania Twain from Show Pony EP 2020. Mm, yeah. And the last one, but certainly not least, is Some Velvet Morning, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood from the Nancy and Lee record from 1968. Oh, I, I, that, love, I, that I love Nancy Sinatra with Frank Sinatra, like something stupid. Oh, That's a I cute was song. Put that on there. It's a good song. We'll put, we'll put it. We'll put it on the playlist. Why not? It's such it's a good song. Sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. What did you listen to today? Uh, Triplego, Medellin. Oh, nice. They're a they're Arab. They're, I think they're a French Arab. Um, I believe Moroccan Egyptian. Yeah. No duo. Mor- okay. Moroccan. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's, yeah. Actually, I um Carlos sent me the song. Nice. Like he sent me a link of it to YouTube. I I really 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 like it. Nice dance. Um. They, I think they're a little bit of everything: pop, rap, Ooh. cool song, Ooh. cool song. What'd you listen to? Okay, I have been binging this Boiler Room set from Primavera Festival in Spain. Ooh. It's a reggaeton, all of it. And when I tell you, it powered me through some sessions in the studio because I was like really, really frustrated, and I put this because reggaeton is so great. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's it's really one of my favorite genres of music. Um, I love rap and it's rap and the beats are amazing. And so, Mm, um, and it's funny because I came of age, I think like in my late teens, early twenties, when that was really crossing over into American charts. And so of course like daddy Yankee and like, uh, like, well, I think wasn't really like reggaeton as so much as they were kind of just like indie they, they were just a bunch of anyways but it's a great i'm gonna i'll post it up on the on the feed on the stories so you guys you know what you we should listen. do what? i think we should do a what you listen to playlist 
Oh, and just add like our an, yeah, like a never ending playlist. Like a never ending playlist, and actually, we'll call it what you listen to, and like that's kind of like the companion. Yeah, <laughs> companion, the companion. And we could put all our all our picks from all the episodes. So yeah. we should do that. Like, yeah, you know we'll we have it like a separate. Do Don't you yeah. think we should also kind of tweet what we listen to? Like, just make that. That would be good too. I think. Yeah, but, but the playlist, the playlist would be a great idea because all of it would be there. Yeah. Yeah, from every episode. Because I think we have some good, we have some good hits. So yeah, we could do that. Picks. Yeah. If you guys are curious, if you want to know, like, just what we listen to, but that will be separate from the corresponding episode playlist, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. They'd be on its own thing. But yeah, it's really like, I can't, I, first of all, I love Boiler Room. It's Mm -hmm. a great label. Um, The DJ sets are immaculate. I often like the sets more more than I don't like them, so that says something. Um, truly, truly, so lucky to 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 hear and listen to Boiler Room. I yeah. I feel so lucky when when I when I hear something good, like a good set. You're like, oh my god, how how did I get so fortunate? How is this happening? So you know, I'm nerdy when I start <laughs> thanking God for like allowing me to hear this music. No, I, I like I, I get the same way. Oh my god, I get so yeah. excited. Yeah, oh, I'm happy I get to share it with you though, so I don't feel so. I know, alone. same, <laughs> same. Like I get to geek out with you, so that's just amazing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. Ah. Okay, guys, thanks again for spending time with us on this episode. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and requests. Feel free to reach out to us via our Twitter, or Instagram, and see you next week. Bye. Bye.